0: He that I can't, it, I can't take it anymore. Not anymore.
1: No one said that this would get easy. No one said this wouldn't get hard. Brush it off and hold up your sleeves now. It's a shot in the dark till you get. Welcome back to Spike Sports College Football Show presented by blank. We're waiting for sponsors. Anyway, what's going <laughs> on, everybody? It's week eleven or twelve. We don't really know. I am Johnny B. I am your host. I am fifty seven thirty-five and one on my gambling on units only go up. Not a big deal. Where I had a little bit of a bad week last week. Credit to me, but I can tell you honestly that I had a bad week. Some people are allowed to have bad week. Sam Hartman had a bad week. He's allowed to have a bad week. Alabama had a bad week. Listen, dynasties don't just die. We might lose by a point or two, but we don't die. We're still here. We're still way above 500. We're still making you money. But I'm not a liar. I'm not going to tell you I had a great week, and I'm just going to make up numbers. No. I went four and six and took a fucking dive. What are you going to (laughs) do? What are you going to do? I got some big news coming. We're going to talk a little bit about college football. We're going to talk a little bit about this, a little bit about that. Drafts coming up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, JC. Talk tell, tell us about your eight-point bucket shot.
2: Well, so I was supposed to be in Colorado. And the night before I left, my buddy gave me a call and uh told me that his wife ended up going to the hospital. So nixed the whole freaking Colorado trip. And uh Ended up just sticking around here doing some fun. I kept my days off for Mark, but uh, it was 65, 70 degrees in New York in November. Nonsense. So, uh, Cause anyway. Keep,
1: that's because you guys keep electing Democrats, but let's
2: know month. Dude, don't get me started on that crap. This we're
1: not a politician show. Relax.
2: Nonsense. Nonsense. The, the shenanigans. James, the we're board. not
1: politics. We're not politics
2: shenanigans let's move on shall we let's move on how's that talk about the deer man he had eight points and he was really fucking heavy <laughs> <laughs> go to go to alpac fuck instagram you can find out more
1: sorry my boys, my allergies are fucking killing me We have red tide right now um it's killing me down here i hate it we're getting another hurricane tomorrow Fuck um, yeah. This is why I'm moving. This is why I'm moving to Morgantown, West Virginia, in less than a month. Cannot wait. No more fucking hurricanes. No more fucking allergies. I cannot just a bunch of hillbillies, and uh, it's gonna be a lot better for me. <laughs> Tyler, what's going on? How was your week?
0: I mean, I did pretty good. It's like I, I evidently did better than you. I went six and ten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you suck.
0: I mean, fuck. Ah.
1: Wow, I, 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 that, that
0: startled me. But I'm not I very mean, hopeful. I about did this. predict
1: the big game. I did tell you that fucking Georgia was going to blow out Tennessee. Yeah. I did tell you that, and that's what happened. James, we were on the show last week, but I did say that was an obvious spot for them to win big. And to be honest, that game wasn't even that close. Tennessee kind of, or Georgia kind of took their their knife off of the uh, off of their throat and just let them kind of coast. The rest of the game, Georgia could have won that game easily by 30 points, but they didn't. Um, I was, I was wrong about TCU losing. They will lose this week. Fuck TCU. Um, Kentucky actually won a game. Congratulations. Will Levis, you, your big win of the year is, you know, you didn't even throw for 200 yards against Missouri um, who should have beaten you. If they even had a resemblance of a quarterback, Um, you are fucking pathetic. Still, you're still a bunch of hillbilly redneck, Blue li- blue-lipped, cousin-fucking, inbred losers. Um, he's still not a first-round pick. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what happened last week. The games were okay. Um, LSU over Bama. Everybody's going to hop on the Bama's dead train. I'm not going to be one of those guys. Um, they lost two games by an overtime, one game overtime in the bayou on a two-point conversion. The other, when a team is having – the, the team of 40 years is having a run and you lose by a field goal that barely makes it over the upright. I'm not saying Alabama's dead. Um, it's pretty funny how they're going to go 10-2 and two and they're going to be dead. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I think that was all the big games last week. Clemson-Notre Dame wasn't a big game because, like, I, everybody knew Notre Dame was going to roll them. Everybody – I mean, even I knew that. It's just that Clemson's just not a team right now. That might be a team that's on the card. They don't have anything going for them right now. Um, And that's pretty much what happened last weekend. Bush.
2: I don't have anything good. I mean, I kind of feel the same as you reading those games. I mean, I'm trying to look ahead at this point and looking through some of these – I'm looking just inside the top 10 and the schedules that they all have and from let's see pretty much 1 through 8 they can walk the rest of their season. And it's going to Yeah, come... but the
1: thing is with those schedules what you're saying is number 1 has actually played a real team. Right. Number 2 has has played a decent team. Number 3 hasn't played anybody. Number four has, has played an okay schedule. Yeah. Uh, who is five right now? Oregon?
2: Tennessee. Tennessee, then Oregon. Tennessee
1: is, has the best strength of schedule. I don't care what anybody analytics they, say. They have the best strength have. of
2: schedule.
1: Um, Oregon has played one team, two teams, lost one, won one. To have USC over UCLA right now is mind-blowing.
2: Because UCLA
1: actually has a good win, and they have an okay loss. Um, USC has a okay loss, I guess. And then their best win is Oregon State.
2: Yeah. So the only situation that we have coming up that would kind of scramble things is the OSU-Michigan matchup. And that that's like the only matchup right now until we get into conference championship type games that you know could could mix the pot but outside of that I mean TCU is gonna lose this week so we can kind of kick them to the back I mean I'm not
1: and even if they don't lose this week which they're going to lose they're losing to they Baylor. got
2: Baylor. I, mean, I was gonna say then they got bailed so I think I think they're we not can look winning
1: to, they're not winning both they're not winning both of those games on the road they're not
2: it's and the Pac-12 is still to me to me like I'm not a big Pac-12 guy, but they're like the most interesting conference right now, as far as potential to get in to the playoff and who that's going to be. Yeah, the the ACC is out, the Big Twelve is
1: out. Um, the, big, almost, the Pac-12 is in, the Big Ten is in, the SEC has a team in. It's almost like the. Freaking committee people
0: are holding up USC for when they inevitably lose to Oregon just so that it's a resume, okay?
1: I think they're losing. To the, I don't, everybody keeps talking about this Oregon game. Guys, they're losing to UCLA. I don't
2: care, like, they're losing to UCLA.
1: That, and they have Notre be... Dame.
2: They have Notre Dame after that. Yeah. So, that's, uh, so you, USC, like, that's, I don't know. USC has the potential to, kind of get railroaded and Oregon. I just
1: don't, it's going to be UCLA and Oregon in the title game. I'm telling you that
2: right now. That would make it interesting.
1: And the only two teams that can make it over UCLA, UCLA might not be able to make it the playoff, even if they win out. I don't know. They might do Georgia. Guys, who's a better, who's a better, who's a better fit for the playoff? eh? One loss, Michigan, who hasn't beaten anybody but lost to Ohio State by 10, or UCLA that won the Pac-12. Because Tennessee's, Tennessee's in and Georgia's in. I'm telling you that right, I don't care what happens. LSU's not being even in the SEC title game, and neither is Ole Miss, because Ole Miss is going to lose this week. But Tennessee and Georgia, are, I'm guaranteeing you those two teams are in.
2: And the winner of Ohio State-Michigan
1: is in, and it's going to be Ohio State. So, do you take Michigan or do you take UCLA? Or do you
2: take Oregon? Well, I think it's going to – If Oregon be, wins out, you got to say Oregon. Yes. Well, if because Oregon the, or UCLA win
1: out, the, the, if Oregon the, or UCLA is the Pac-12, do you take the Pac-12 winner over Michigan?
2: Yeah, well, the Michigan, it's going to shake out with the Ohio State-Michigan game. That's, no, that's where we're when Michigan, that No, out.
1: I'm saying when Michigan loses because they're going to lose. Oh, when they lose. Michigan's going to lose, Michigan's gonna lose to Ohio State. I,
0: because, remember, they're playing, they're playing us this week. And any team that's played us this season goes on a losing rampage.
1: So, Tyler, you do know that you guys are – I actually took you guys in my bet this week. I needed something left, will come out tomorrow. You guys are getting 30 and a half points. Yes, I'm aware. That's
2: crazy.
0: And it, you know what's it's sad? It's increased. It's, it was. And like I got, well,
1: all right, so that's my serious question. Probably because you –
0: isn't it is your
2: quarterback situation this week?
0: It's is on. It a third string quarterback this
1: week. But here's my question for you guys. I think Ohio State's beating Michigan. Yeah. Now the winner of Oregon UCLA, which I think is gonna be the rematch, do they go over Michigan in the fourth spot?
2: Yeah. I think I think so.
0: Michigan just has a Penn State. That's now, only... what if
1: Ohio State wins? Does Ohio State go? You, they, Michigan they wins? Have... Does Ohio State? Like, who do you take? Do you take Ohio State or do you take the Pac-12? Ohio State I think has... Ohio State because they have the Notre Dame win. Yeah. But, like, how much credence do they actually hold on a Pac-12 conference title winner over a one-loss non-title winning Big Ten team? I don't know. Michigan hasn't played anybody, so I think they're out. But I think Ohio State might have a little bit more of an argument, but I still think that you need to put weight on winning your conference. Yeah, and
0: that's that's the thing that I don't think Tennessee will benefit from. Inevitably.
1: I think Tennessee is in unless LSU beats Georgia.
2: So one one thought for the UCLA and the USC situation. Is them leaving the Pac-12? Does that play into committee members' thoughts at all?
1: No, because they don't—they don't really give a fuck where people are.
2: They just—they don't
0: care for another year.
1: I don't. I think. What do you think? What do out of these teams? What do you think the best matchups would be? Right now, what teams would you want in your four?
0: I said I wanted Georgia 1, um, Ohio State 2, if it pans out, they win the Big Ten championship game. I, uh, If Oregon wins, I would put them at 3. And then if, depending on how you book it, maybe Tennessee at 4. So that way it gets what the I. What
1: I would want to see as a fan, I would want Georgia 1, Ohio State two, Tennessee three. Yeah, because Ohio State Tennessee, ain't nobody playing defense. And then at number four, I would put UCLA.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, you keep going up. Yeah, I know. You're, you keep going back to your UCLA. See, I don't want to see them play
1: Oregon again. I don't want to see them play Oregon again.
0: And that's another you thing to consider too, because even when I predicted it out, I, having Tennessee at five and. Oregon at six, it's like, which one lost team to Georgia do you inevitably want to see again? Because it's bound to
2: happen. Well, and then, and then two, do you put Tennessee? Well, so Tennessee or Oregon at four, they've both played Georgia already. So you're talking about putting somebody at the four spot that's going to play Georgia for the second time.
1: So do you move Ohio State to four and let those two play each other at two and three?
2: See, I don't, I don't think that's really right either.
0: That's sort of towards the end.
2: I think, I think the, I think the most fair situation in, in that if it's going to come down to a Tennessee Oregon of who plays them in the one and four game, is that it's Oregon, because Oregon had the shittier loss.
1: Oh, you definitely put Tennessee at three then, yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't get laughed off the field. I mean, they got dominated, but they didn't get laughed off the field.
0: But I also read on Twitter, somebody interviewed a committee person and said that because they were approached with the same – they asked the same question we're asking. Is this like, do you weigh uh, the Georgia-Tennessee loss as a worse loss more than the Georgia-Oregon one? And he said that the committee views them both as very bad losses, no matter the point.
2: I think you could even make the case too, though, that Oregon losing in the first game of the year—you know, it's game one. Tennessee losing, kind of mid-season. I don't know. You could read that a couple ways. Yeah, but, you but know, the Tennessee
1: won- loss was on the road. So I don't know how I, they don't. The problem is. They're supposed to have these guidelines, and we don't really know what their guidelines are. We're we do, but they they never really. If that were the case, then certain teams wouldn't be ranked underneath them where they're ranked. Like Texas shouldn't be ranked. Uh, USC should not be ahead of UCLA. Um, they they don't. It's not consistent underneath. So how do we know how they're really ranking all of the teams?
0: Yeah, that's kind of. That was kind of how Mike gripe with it. It's just like the consistency of ranking below it isn't that consistent. If that were the case? Because otherwise they're propping up what they hope to be conference champions. And I know that's – they give the most favor to those conference championships. Or they're supposed to.
1: And, like, how do they have – I don't know. They really think Ole Miss is better than UCLA. They really think Penn State's better than North Carolina. They really I, I don't I don't know. The problem is if this was a twelve team playoff, Tennessee would be playing UCLA, awesome game. Oregon would be playing Ole Miss, awesome game. LSU would be playing Clemson, awesome game. And USC be playing Alabama.
0: And that's what's so great about the 12-team playoff is you get certainty. There isn't this whole of uh, who's going in what spot, what do they think the committee is going to do. It's just straightforward and on paper.
1: And then you don't also remember these kids are 18, 19, 20 years old, so they're going to lose a game. They shouldn't have their whole season, like, all their goals because of one Saturday, they don't show up. I mean, that's not how it works in any other sport. Right. No other sports like that. Even in golf, you get four rounds. If you have one bad day, you can still go back. And you can still win the tournament. It's just, I guess in college, college college is just a fickle bitch. Because in basketball, it's the same thing, too, which is cool for basketball. And it makes it exciting for basketball. Basketball is a different sport. I wouldn't want to see series in college basketball. But for college football, I don't know. I just think the 12-team playoff is a better way to do it. Because just because it makes a so little less in the regular season. No, it won't. It will not rec- it's going to make it better. Because you'll be able to actually learn from your mistake and then go back out there and prove it on the field. Instead of just learning from your stake and, oh, we're going to learn next year. Oh, we'll get them next year. Like, that's not – I don't – Alabama would be in the playoff right now. Do you think any team would want to play Alabama right now in a 12-team playoff? Because I, I would throw my entire life savings on the fact that Alabama would win. No one wants to see Alabama. Nobody wants to see Tennessee who just came off a loss. You don't want to see those teams. Remember, you know, hungry dogs run harder. You want to see the teams that have bought like Oregon. Oregon has a loss, and they're looking on the outside. Have you seen the way they've been playing? Out of their mind. The other, Michigan has just been drudging along, running their shitty-ass offense, barely beating fucking bad teams. And Ohio State, I mean, Northwestern game, I'll give Ohio State a little bit of leading fun because 50-mile-an-hour wins is fucking crazy. Um, you're not <laughs> going to be able to throw the ball. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, See,
2: I was looking up some quarterback stats before we got on here, and C.J. Stroud's completion percentage for that game, like, if you watch it, it's just like poof. I was like, wait, what happened? I forgot they were playing and you know, just ridiculous wins.
1: And people were like, oh, they should hold that against them because they didn't run the ball. Like, dude, that wasn't their game plan. They still won by fucking 14 points. I know it's Northwestern. But they were playing in literally – they were playing in a hurricane. Hurricane wind. Literally playing a football game in a hurricane. What do, you, what do you want them to do?
0: Protect the damn ball.
1: And, uh, like I said, I, I don't know about you guys, but I just do not believe in the Michigan team. Um, they cannot That's throw insane. the ball. If you, watched, if you watched the first half of the Rutgers game, if Rutgers was even a top 50 team, they would have probably blown out Michigan in that game. Um. Michigan can run the ball and that's it. Um, they got a pump blocked against them. I don't think they have the athletes on the outside to compete with the upper upper echelon team. So I don't know if I want Ohio State to beat Michigan or if I want Michigan to go to the playoff again and then get embarrassed again.
0: I want them to smoke us and then lose. Some way stickerful.
1: Who do they lose to?
0: Illinois, Ohio State, Ohio State.
1: They still got to play Illinois.
0: Yeah, that's true. But true. And that it'll actually be a decent win for them because they're at least in the top fifteen.
1: And oh, did you guys see the um, Miami? Miami football is officially dead. Um, <laughs> they they decided they just didn't want to get off the actually roll out of bed and go to their stadium, which is twenty miles away. Um, because they, they just let FSU fuck their girlfriends, their mothers, and their sisters all on the field. Um, Miami is a fucking sham of a, they, they should, they should quit football to save their legacy because they're embarrassing. Um, Florida State is a good, is a good team, not a great team. And Mario Cristobal is terrible. Josh Gaddis is fucking pathetic. They should just quit football. They're not good. Um, <laughs> They're an embarrassment. And it pisses me off because I loved how when they were great. I loved rooting for them. My uncle and aunt went there. I the U is college football. I've drafted them in many things we've done drafts on. It that was a fucking embarrassment. An embarrassment. They didn't want to tackle. They didn't want to block. They didn't want to catch. Um you're on your home field against your like that was when I was growing up. Florida's playing Miami Florida State's playing Miami this week, like all right, we're all going to sit down and watch this fucking game because this is the game. And Miami just – they don't seem to give a fuck. They're the Texas A&M of the ACC. They just don't give a fuck. They're all getting their NIL deals, and they don't mm. give a fuck.
2: So they, there's an interesting dynamic there, and it makes you wonder about the culture situation in Miami. You know, the coach-to-player the coach culture war out the gate, You know, him coming in and taking away the turnover chain and, you know, trying to establish this culture of discipline. He's
1: not the Miami guy, man. Listen, Miami is swagger. And before the NILs, these players, they were getting paid in Miami anyway. But they still – it was Miami. They get paid to go there. They just – they wanted to go there, though. They're not recruiting the guys that want you to go there and play for Miami. And when they do have those guys, they piss them off by taking away their swagger with the turnover chain because they were the first ones. And he's trying to be this disciplinarian. Like you don't have that kind of, okay, not gonna, this is going to sound bad, but inmates running the, you have to let them dictate what's going on. The players, you have to, it's Miami. You have the best athletes in the world. You have to be a little more elite. You can't just come in there with a, a, um, a dictator personality and expect like they're going to respond to you. They're, they're not, they're not going to. This isn't. The, this isn't army. This isn't fucking. This isn't um, Notre Dame. This is Miami.
2: If only Miami you could have got go. their hands. If only they could have got their hands on Dion.
1: That's the kind of coach they need. They need a Dion. They need you know Kirby Smart lets his guys go out and play. Nick Saban lets his guys. He's he has a, he has clout though, so he can he can pull the strings when he has to he lets these guys go out and play. So does Dabo. It's just Mario Cristobal doesn't have the the clout and with the kids to try to be a tough badass and expect them to respond the right way. Shit, sure, it's not even working for Jimbo right now. His players are smoking weed before the game. This NIL deal, it's great to get these great recruits, but you need to get... I'm not saying high-character guys, but you guys, you got to get guys that – you got to get – the majority of guys still want to play for the – right here. If the U is here, if A&M is here, if Alabama is here, if Nebraska is here, you have to get the 75% of the guys that will still believe in that. You, you can't get it, – it's not a fucking creative team on Madden.
2: No. You have to
1: get the guys that when they were kids, you know, they were watching Ray Lewis or they were watching – Jonathan Vilma or they were watching Roscoe Parrish or they were watching Andre Johnson or, you know, those are the guys that want to play at the heel and they're losing that. And I'm sorry. I I know this is usually Rob Simon's diatribe about Miami, but it just aggravates me because that that team should be unbelievably well. This NIL thing should be perfect for them and they're fucking it up.
2: Yeah. I mean, you could probably make a case for, even something we talked about earlier with the losses in certain teams, how like their seasons pretty much rode off just after one or two. And you can see where the NIL situation and the situation with the structure into the playoff, the way it is, why it's hard to keep players and keep them in a program. So like take this Miami situation guys are like, well, The season's over. I'm playing for me. I'm going to try and get mine. I'm going to get what I can out of it. I give a fuck what the the coach is doing, whether we win or not, doesn't matter. I just need to show out the best I can because I'm just going to transfer. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a really vicious cycle in college football right now that, you know, I think everybody's trying to hold on to the image of the college football playoff and then the national championship and like, the darlings of college football, but the reality of what's going on is Miami. Like if you want to boil for college football down, the heart of what's happening in college football is Miami. It's, it's not Georgia, right? Georgia is playing out of their minds and they're going undefeated and they're probably going to win the national championship. And that's going to be the image that college football, the playoff pick committee wants. But what's actually happening in college football is Miami. M A N M Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: And I I don't know. I just I don't know how I feel. Or how you can even change it cuz it's not the player. I don't I don't know what you do. Like in Miami, I don't know what you do. I don't know how you say well, it.
2: Well, No, it's exactly what we've talked about in the past. It's the relegation system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like it allows the players to, to to maintain their NIL, okay, but it it maintains a system of competition that breeds like well, Miami doesn't want to allow themselves to slip out of this top tier. It, you know what I mean? Like I think that really is the answer. As as things and you go know what forward. they
1: should come up with a system like we did three years ago when we said relegation, which relegation has been getting thrown around. I don't know if you guys have heard. They're throwing around relegation now all over the media. We said it three, two years ago when we started this. Um, But now if they need to do something where they incentivize the NIL with the relegation, like if you're in the top tier of the NIL, the NCAA, or whoever's governing, who is ever the governing body then, Hey, they get more NIL money. Like they have a deal with Nike or Reebok or Adidas and they pump in money for those 20 teams. Yep. And they're tiered, just like they are in the EPL. We talked about this, and they get a certain amount of money. So that makes ads, coaches, and players all want to be in that top, and they're all pushing for that. Mm-hmm. So they get more money, so you can keep their program. I just team. I just don't understand. Like in like in A and M too, they're just they have all these recruits and they have no discipline. Because they have too many guys, and they, they're everybody's out for just quick money.
2: Well, it's it's kind of funny because, like, in my in my lineup for this week for our three Qs, it's a perfect quote for this what we're talking about, around. You guys heard Mike Leach? You heard what he said about his players?
1: Which one, about the fat
2: little girlfriend? About one? yeah, about wanting to sit behind a shade tree, eating a fish sandwich, and drinking lemonade with her fat girlfriend, or some crap like that. And how you know he took all the he took all the folding chairs and he fucking folded them up and threw them. He's like, you know, get off your asses and be a part of the team, kind of thing. And and everybody plays it off as like, oh, maybe it's like an old school mentality. And he's an old school. Yeah, he's a hard nosed coach. He's old school, but he's got a point, right? It's you're playing a team sport. You're you're out there, and you know, just because you're not on the field doesn't mean that that what's going on out there doesn't matter. And it's really easy right now for guys to go sit on a bench and kind of forget that. And I think in college football in particular, that's – we can't lose that. I mean, that's – Well, you um, want to
1: know why, like, teams like Tennessee are playing so well this year? Because they have a lot of old veteran players that were not uh, – Hennan Hooker wasn't – he was like a four-star. Like, they don't – they're not the top top of the top so I think in the next couple of years, it's going to be the teams. Look at Bo Nix. Everybody put him down, put him down, put him down. I think it's going to be the guys that work their balls off, that are coachable, still have to have an immense amount of talent. Don't get me fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. But they have to have that want to – To to be, th- those are the kind of guys you going to have to have to recruit. And that's why I think you're going to see teams pop up shit I mean, Kansas State was good for a little bit. I I just – I don't know. There's no one really this year that's going to do it, but I think you're going to see it soon, where teams are going to start popping up and more upsets are going to occur. Middle Tennessee State beat Miami. How the fuck does that happen? I mean, well, they're an older team than them. They're not a good team. But, you know, they're playing a bunch of freshmen and they're playing a bunch of seniors.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's going to start fucking happening more and more and more and more especially with the transfers and the depth isn't there for every team anymore. I mean, the depth's going to always be there for the Georgias and the Alabamas, you know, because that's just what's going to happen. But, you know, if you want to go play third string at Miami, or you can go start for Tulane, Tulane's a good program. You're going to go start for Tulane because guess what college football, now everybody's on TV, everybody gets scouted mm-hmm. and everybody's going to get money. So there's gonna be a more spread out and it's really gonna fall down on who is the best coaches. Those are the guys who are gonna win.
2: Yep. My opinion. Adaptable too. Adaptable coaches.
1: Tyler, you've been pretty quiet about this. I Well, I'm gonna be going
0: through it here whenever we
2: mm, sign
1: on and like
0: I've been analyzing the whole like who's like Doing coaching turnarounds and their one, two, and three-year programs, and like you know, I know we hate on Brian Kelly, but Brian Kelly probably has the best less than one-year turnaround down there. And Lance well, he,
1: he made fun of his southern accent, but you know what? He, <laughs> know what? he did? Do I know what he did? He adapted to their culture. He put fucking work in, and he won a big game and he showed that he fucking gave a fuck. And you want know, to know what that does for a fan base and a team? That – he has a job now for five years because of that one game.
2: That silly fucking dance he did, it made a big mm-hmm. difference with his players. We could all sit there and laugh all we want to, but in the locker yeah. room, it made a difference.
1: His players already love him.
0: And everybody, yeah. like, loves Lance Leopold, what he's done in Kansas, because he went 3-9 and nine last year, and – They're now going bowling. Like, Nebraska's the only Power 5 school that hasn't gone bowling since
1: 2017. Now, does anybody love Mario Cristobal? No. Does anybody love um, the Florida head coach? No. Mm -hmm. Mike Norvell, not very well loved. Pat Narduzzi and Pitt, not really well loved. Like, they need to learn how to be... You can be a hard-nosed dictator. You can do it. You can, I'm not trying to take that way. You can do that, but you have to have the credibility, and you need to win. Jimbo Fisher does not have credibility because he's an eight-and-four coach. Nick Saban can yell at whoever he wants, spit in my face, and put a foot up my kid's ass. You want to know? Because he has seven national championships.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Dabo Sweeney can do the same thing because he's had two. You can do that when you have. These guys, these coaches, these older coaches need to adapt and realize that they're dealing in a whole new era. And you can still be tough. Look at Dion. Have you ever seen Dion's speeches? Oh, he's tough that. as shit out. But he's also – he talks to players like players talk to players.
2: They know he cares. They know mm-hmm. it's coming from a good place. Yeah, You can – as a player – and this is like a leadership thing just in general. You can tell – when the person who's in charge of you responsible for you, when they really care, when the things that they're saying, it could be just the harshest truth, but you know that's like that's coming from a real place. Because it's one thing to belittle people, right? Like you can belittle a poor performance, right? You can you can tell people they did a shitty job, right? And and just kind of belittle them. But you can but there's a way to do it where you elevate the person out of that, where you let them know, like, hey, man, you fucked up and it's on you. But rather than just going like this to him, you're raising. And that's what Dion does so well. He can he can take and he can point out your flaw. He can point out your mess up, but he can just kind of scoop you up and say, come on, like we're going to we're going to make this better, you know.
1: They need more coaches like that. I don't know. Like, Lane Kiffin's the same kind of coach. <laughs> Lane <laughs> Kiffin is great with his players.
0: The 21st century coach. Even though his girlfriend's probably making him do interactive things on Twitter, it slaps. It's Lincoln well- Riley,
1: same way. Lincoln Riley, players coach. I do know. Dude, my allergies are killing me right now.
0: Well, uh, right. somebody... Don check, said,
2: Don.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's in the casino right now. Bowling second. green. Under 55 and a half.
1: The best pick of the week is Wake Forest minus three and a half over North Carolina. Wake Forest bounce back. North Carolina, not a good defense. That game, and take the over. I think the over is seventy that game is going to be 53 to 40 easily. No defense.
2: You know, I noticed <laughs> without without Rob here, we don't have our script. We don't, know, we're, dude, not, you know? not, we're not hitting the marks the way he – man, he keeps and us I on. Am,
1: them. <laughs> and I am my, – my allergies are kicking my ass right now, fellas, so I am uh right here. I just took a nice hey. little
2: – the days, oh man! So we got twenty so, minutes to
0: do picks in the draft.
2: I was gonna say, why don't yeah? Let's let's jump into our picks so that way we get that done. Let's you guys do that. that. All right. Go ahead, JC. I go. I go first. All right, cool. So uh, my everything from here on out for me, there's there's theme to this week. So we had Election Day and we have Veterans Day this week. So for me, my lock is going to be Notre Dame over Navy, and then for my upset, it's going to be Army over Troy, and just an interesting thing for that game too. Uh, they're playing at Troy, and it's Veteran Memorial Stadium. So nah. <laughs> just, just kind of, like, yeah. At least
0: they'll throw something else into the Memorial Stadium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Memorial Stadium. There's at the least significance
1: there. All uh, right, my lock of the week. I don't like anybody this week.
2: I know. It was tough. It was hard digging in and trying to find something.
0: Oh, God, yeah.
2: Notre Dame Navy, that was an easy one.
1: I'm taking Florida State over Syracuse because, like I told you, James, Couple weeks ago, how they to lose out. Draws. Um, well, I've been right three three straight weeks, and my upset: <laughs> Iowa State over Oklahoma State.
0: That one slaps. Well, my lock. Oh. I'm going Michigan because it's gonna be a lock. Like the only bet I have for that I placed in my book, because you know the have you can win first half or you can win the whole game if you pick who wins the right who wins each half and the wins their whole game. That's like two and one odds. So I picked the only thing I picked is Nebraska wins the first half, Michigan wins the whole game. That's it. That's all I got. And my upset, <laughs> we're gonna go. I'll go UCF over Tulane. There
1: you go. UCF on a good run right now.
2: That's gonna be an interesting game. It's, it's like gonna come all- down to the quarterback play. It's like the only one where there's actually two right teams in it.
1: All right, guys. Let's get into the draft because I am.
2: <laughs> You're jealous. shot, bro. You're fading. He's fading hard. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm going first.
2: Shall we explain the draft. draft.
1: Explain the draft. Polit- politicians that have played college football.
2: So, so yeah, it's it's a it's um in honor of election day and Veterans Day this week. So it's a. A politician, political figure, or a uh, college athlete known to be veteran. Football figures that either served in the military or took and served in political office. Here we go. Let's do it.
1: He won two national championships at Michigan.
2: This motherfucker.
1: And he was the president of the United States.
2: This motherfucker.
1: And he's probably slung more dong than anybody. I'm taking Gerald R. Ford,
2: this fucking president guy.
1: of the United States and two-time national champion, played both ways at center and linebacker for the Michigan Wolverines, Gerald R. Ford, president of the United States.
2: And served in the Navy. That's I have more. the
1: only president that has ever won two national
2: titles. Yep, that's a good pick. That's a good one.
1: That is, that's like the great one. That's the only number, guys. That's the only 1 1 overall pick. Like, there is nobody
2: else. Um, no, th- there's some good first rounders.
1: No, he's that's the a- only he, he, first rounders, but he is the overall 1 1. He won two national titles
2: for his football two, career. For his football career.
1: And he was a president.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Uh, because of Watergate. And fuck
1: bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that means he had a
2: little bad boy in him because he knew exactly what was was going on. He was the only president to never be elected. Yeah, that's pretty badass. To have taken office and then to not be reelected. Yeah, because
1: he's badass because he didn't want to do it anymore.
2: (laughs) All right, go ahead, TA. I'll take the turn around.
0: So go Craig James. Ran in Texas. And ran again after his two year stint, failed. Okay. And yes, I'm talking about the ESPN.
2: Okay. All right. So I'm gonna get. I'm going to get some solid picks here. This is going to be nice. So, I'm, I'm going to pick Dwight Eisenhower. Damn. Never heard of him. West Point. Uh, damn, damn good. As far as, like, leadership mindset, like, he he had it. Um, and pretty damn, pretty damn good uh, football player too. Um, and then on my turn, so so keep in mind this is political figures or military service. I am taking Roger Stahlback. Navy Navy. served, served, actually served in the Navy in Vietnam. And then went on to become a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, he's pretty badass. Never beat Notre Dame, though.
2: Mm. All right, T.A.
0: Oh, man, you left me because I forgot about the military aspect because I totally wouldn't want to take Pat Tillman in this spot right
2: now. You can do it, but if you do, I'm going to be real upset because that's my deal. No. Okay. <laughs> you, can like, no, no, you can take him. No, you can take him. That's, that's a good
0: idea. Put it up. Go with Dick Buckus instead. Okay?
2: Okay. 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 That's what another is, good one.
0: He holds up that Wikipedia page for Matt Tillman.
2: Hey, Johnny, he's just going to take him. Now, I mean, you you yeah. let it go, Johnny. He's what, like, I'm going to
1: Was <laughs> Dick Buckus in the military or was he a politician? He played college football at Navy
0: um, and was in the military um, uh, before he actually started his pro career.
2: Nice.
0: So it's almost like a Mormon style type thing.
2: <laughs>
0: Where you go away for two years and then boom, you start college.
2: Man, that's the tough thing about that, like playing with Navy. There's, been, there's some players that have lost it because they had to do their time in service. Some really good players. Yeah, but that,
1: yeah, but a lot of them now, they like the kid from Detroit, they'll let him be recruiter on the, on the days off.
2: Right. They're trying to make it work. But, I mean, there's been some guys that missed out.
1: All right, my pick, because, you know, I don't really give a fuck what he says. I mean, <laughs> the man was beautiful. Um, he served his country. After 9-11, he wanted to serve with a purpose. Uh, joined, the, joined the United States Army, was in the 2nd Ranger Battalion. It's Pat fucking Tillman, Arizona State, Arizona Cardinals. I mean, the man had great college numbers. Um, he went to Arizona State, so I'm just going to make a general statement. He fucked hoes because he went to Arizona State. And I don't know if you've ever been to Arizona State, but that's all the dumb California bitches that can't get into a real school. Um, he was pretty and on a football team. And then he died serving his country. Um, Pat Tillman, shout out to him. JC, pour one up and drink one for him. There you go.
2: I am. Um, So, so Pat, Pat Tillman is my dude. And um, if you ever get a chance, read Where Men Win Glory. Uh, It's a pretty fantastic book. Pat Tillman. um, Yeah, Johnny B, like the assumptions about ASU. He was... He was a man. He was a real fucking man. Um, he
1: left the NFL to go serve his country after September. 11th. Yeah, I
2: mean he's he's um, he's a giant that walked this earth. It's it's pretty incredible that people like him exist. So
1: he had to be drafted, so I drafted him. My last pick is Heath Schuler, quarterback, Tennessee. And then two time North Carolina Democratic representative. Um, unbelievable good quarterback. Played for the Washington Redskins. Great quarterback in college. And, uh, I wanted the, I wanted the, right now, right now I have the center linebacker. I had the safety, so I had to draft the quarterback. So I'm going to go with Heath Shuler. And he played for the Washington Commanders in the NFL afterwards. Um, yeah, it's not his fault. He was a Democrat. You know, no one's perfect. And, uh, yeah, that's who I'm going to go with. He was there right before um, Manning got there. I think he was two quarterbacks before Manning.
0: Ooh. Can we do coaches? Is that, is that valid? Or yeah. That?
1: You can pick yeah. Tom Osborne.
0: Yeah, I'm not pick Tom Osborne. I'm going to pick somebody more recent than 2001. Thank you. For, instead of Tom Osborne with his U.S. representative run. We'll go with the disgraced ex Auburn coach, slash uh, now former senator of Alabama, <laughs> Tommy. Tommy
1: Tommy Tommy. Great pick. Is he the governor or the senator?
0: He was the senator until this past election, and he didn't even run again.
1: Good for him.
2: Wow. There's some big names that are still out there.
0: Oh, I know.
2: I'm over Boy, there's some really big ones. So.
1: This is I'm great gonna, radio.
2: Yeah, I know. I know, right? I'm going to, so I'm going to take a pick here. I've got a couple of guys here that are more, more modern era. Uh, but have some really great stories. And one of the guys that has one of the most incredible stories uh, is, is Daniel Rodriguez. So he's a receiver at Clemson.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, here's that uh, combat outpost Keating. If you see the movie, the outpost, that was about that yeah. battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible story.
1: Never heard of it. So now I'll check it out.
2: Yeah. the You want to talk about a situation of about drive and determination to. Um, so I, I, I kind of have this saying that, um, like, for those that died, I will live a life worthy of their sacrifice. And he's done that. He had some buddies that he talked to, like while they were deployed. And he would talk about how, you know, he had this dream about playing football. And one of his buddies was pushing him, like, "Oh man, you should do it! You should do it!" And and that guy died in that battle. Um, and so he's got a really incredible story, and I and I want to kind of give a shout out in this draft. Um, so he played at Clemson. The Rams even gave him a shot. He played in the preseason. Um, you know, so if you haven't checked it out, check out Daniel Rodriguez's story. Um, I think he's got a book also. And uh, the movie The Outpost, pretty pretty incredible stuff.
1: I I'll like that out. It's really
0: good. I liked
1: it. I would like to give a shout out for someone who wasn't drafted and should have been. Alejandro Villanueva.
2: Ah, uh, that's a good one. Pittsburgh mm-hmm.
1: Steeler left tackle, six foot nine Army Ranger. Okay, yep. when you think of GI Joe. Um, he's six foot nine and was a captain as an Army Ranger, and he played in the NFL.
2: Yeah, he's a bad dude, and he started his career as uh, I think they actually started him at wide receiver, no. moved to tight end, moved to line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good one too.
1: But he has he he has a lot of metal. He had a one of, got a bunch of medals over in Afghanistan. Um, and he was just kind of a badass, and he was, during the whole kneeling thing, he pretty much told everybody to go fuck themselves.
0: And even when they were all, like, not coming out for the National Anthem, he... He would go like, out by himself. He even got permission, he was all like, I'm going to go out for the
2: National Anthem, and then,
0: they like, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean... Tell him I no. Like him.
2: Tell him no.
1: Yeah, tell the six foot nine <laughs> former Army Ranger that you can't go listen to the American, the Star Spangled Banner. Go ahead, Roger.
2: Yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah.
1: No matter what your political affiliations or what you feel, go ahead, Roger. Go tell the six foot nine Army Ranger you can't do that.
2: Yeah, let's I'm see how big. Talking. Let's see. Let's see how big your nuts are when you're faced with that situation.
0: You know, somebody he was broached about the conversation, Tom was all like,
2: "Okay, all right, well, you go." JC, <laughs> oh. <laughs> who else did we miss? Uh man, well there's I mean, there's a number of guys that um served like, you know, you're talking World War One, World War Two era. Um I, I wish I could think of the guy's name. I wow. you know, I played at Hartwick College. Yeah. We actually had one of the only I think one of or the only guy drafted from Hartwick College was actually a World War Two uh veteran. I want to say he was drafted by the Eagles. Um, so I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, guys out there that, um, I mean, hell, when you think about World War One, World War Two era, Vietnam era too, I mean, shit, everybody was fucking going. So, you know, there's probably a lot of other people out there that played some football or had some kind of political affiliations, but we hit. The, I, I would say we hit the 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 big time names. I think we hit pretty much most of them. I
1: mean, I got a fucking president and two time national champion who
2: also served in the Navy. So he he's a really great pick when it comes to college, like the football aspect of it. It's just so interesting, like his political career but like Did how-
1: we we miss Ronald Reagan? Yeah. Yeah. USC running back. People forget.
2: John F. Kennedy apparently played for the Harvard JV team. Right? never, Yeah, never made it up to uh... – Oh, do we lose T.A.? Did you guys lose me? I'm still here. Sound check. I'm Can here. You Can you hear me?
1: I'm here.
2: Okay. All right, so I think it's T.A. Yeah, we lost T.A. Um, All right, well, that's our Spike that's- College football show. <laughs> um, i Johnny
1: B. Units only go up. 57-35-1. <laughs> Sorry, the, uh, it's a little down today. Allergies kicking my ass. Moving to Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, go. We'll have Units Only Go well Out come out tomorrow. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe, like, and share. And, uh, J.C., go ahead.
2: I'll back Buckshack. Uh go check out the Instagram and YouTube. We lost TA. Damn. Uh, yeah, tough week, man. Uh lost, lost TA there at the end, missing Rob. Uh hopefully this week's action in college football doesn't disappoint. The schedule doesn't look like it's gonna give us too many upsets or anything real good to talk about, but um we're getting those so, weeks turn hard.
1: out to be the best weeks.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like that anything could happen type of deal. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And uh, I guess we'll catch everybody next week. We'll try and get Rob and TA back. There he is. There he is.
1: We just did our sign off.
2: Oh, so I'll end it now?
1: (laughs) What's your turn?
2: (laughs) Good timing. I was just wrapping mine up.
0: I had Ostrich Network, that thing. Right there, that, that thing over J.C.'s shoulder. Uh, we got uh, Off the Rails, Tone and Gems. We got Realizations. We got my show, The Anomalies. We got this show. We got units tomorrow. Uh, go like and subscribe. Like and subscribe to those feeds.
1: And I would like to apologize. that, he, that The energy was not here for me this, today. Listen, moving, baby, allergies, red tide, hurricanes. No excuses, but I'm just saying. No excuses, <laughs> but again, I'm just saying. Um, love you guys. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, we will come back with more fire, more heat. Um, look at my little fucking nugget right there, just rocking away, just chilling. We got all Niked would out. Um, love you guys. Uh, be good. I am fucked up on my right now.
2: I'm we got to get, get some interactions on this draft see see what else is out there
0: so like throw your arm up and let's actually sign up for it
2: once let's do it
1: keep a spike
2: <laughs> <laughs> that night quail.